How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on The Fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere, and by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. All right, we're getting another edition of Josh Allen v. Patrick Mahomes this weekend. Mm. I believe this will be the fourth playoff matchup or third playoff matchup. I had this written down, and now I'm whiffing on that. But anyway, it got us thinking. Us, I mean, Evan Hattip gave me the idea. The best player rivalries in New York. You don't have to call attention to that. It was my idea. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I passed the ball around here, Evan. That's very sweet of you. All right? All right, Jason. Here we go. Here we go! So this is the best. <laughs> this is the best New York individual rivalries. Play the way rivalry. Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes have become this great football rivalry. Yeah, that's right. Number five, Carmelo v. Jeremy Lin. Oh God, that's a good one, man. And it I got to be honest, though. Carmelo Anthony became the closest thing we have seen to a mob boss in the NBA. He basically <laughs> got Lin rubbed out. <laughs> I and think it killed his career. Yeah. After that, it was done. Carmelo Anthony offers a split opinion from Nick fans. There's a very split view on Carmelo Anthony. I think and it's I don't, like split. You say split, it makes me think 50-50. I think it's more like 75-25. So 75-25 what? Pro or negative? Pro. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I, I don't know what the split is. You're right, but there's a mixed view. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how it's split. And I think there's two reasons there's a split view. Number one, age, based on what you saw and success you saw. And I think the other reason is Jeremy Lin. I think there's a lot of Knicks fans that do not forgive Carmelo Anthony for the idea that he was a part of ending Lynn Sanity. Yep. Just like you wouldn't forgive anybody not getting you Tickle Me Elmo during that crazy. <laughs> Number four. Sean Avery versus Martin Bradeau. Oh, yeah. All right. I don't know why I said Bradeau like that. Mm-hmm. Very few sports villains in this town that you recognize. You love them on your team or you despise them the moment they aren't. Sean Avery was that. They literally had to create a rule, Tiki. Sean Avery was in front of the net with Brodor like that. Also, Martin Brodor is famous for marrying his wife's sister. Yes. And he brought that up. And he brought it up publicly by referring to Martin Brodor as Uncle Daddy. <laughs> oh, wow. And he went real low in the media in terms of calling out family issues. So this yes. was a wow. real blood robbery. Wow. This was incredible. That, that, that was beyond the game. <laughs> rivalry beyond the game. Yeah, we had a, a lot of fun talking about that one on the station. Yeah. A lot of good times. Yeah. Number three. It's A-Rod versus Jeter for me. Yeah. On the same team? Well, I don't know. Here's the thing. They were rivals when they weren't on the same team. They remain rivals on the same team. Did, were they? And I have to be real. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and this is where I'm oh, going to go. Yeah. If you were a Yankee fan, and by the way, around my age, I'm 36, going to be 37, in that demographic, Jeter was everything. And A-Rod was always, it felt like that was notchable. You were not Jeter. Mm-hmm. Jeter was our guy. I got to be honest, though. 
Well, the moment that Jeter documentary came out that was like his version of The Last Dance, yeah. I flipped. I'm an A-Rod guy more than a Jeter guy now. Why? Wow. There was one specific scene. Did you see this documentary? Uh, yeah. Where Jeter and, and A-Rod and the team's going through some struggles. I think they're in Chicago. It's a rainy night. They're both the, let, the two of them are sitting in a dugout. They're a rain delay. And Jeter confronts A-Rod and goes, I don't know why you would do this. Why would you move to third base? I would never have done that. Moving positions. Mm. And it was painted by Jeter as if, I still don't understand like what his motive was. And I took it as, are you an idiot? That shows me that A-Rod actually cared about winning. He wasn't about priority and playing position. He would do anything to win. And from that moment to seeing that documentary mm. on, pff, I'd rather have 13 retired than two. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it showed me all you I need to see about mean, Jeter. You don't mean that. I, no, I love Jeter, but I'm sorry. A-Rod cared more about winning. I uh. get what you're saying because I remember or, or that. maybe he just respected Jeter. No, Either no. way, it's commendable. No, but the, the part where Jeter couldn't understand, mm -hmm. it makes you think for a second, how much did Jeter really care about winning? Right. He cared about winning his way. Well, he like, won. He won. So I understand, the, but if the A-Rod was a better defensive shortstop than Jeter. Even I'd admit that. Right. If Brian Cashman sat him down and said, we are moving you to another position, based on that answer that Jeter yeah. gave, yeah, but what, he would have lost his mind. Yeah, but Jeter would have, he wouldn't have went to third, right? He, he, well, where? He went center field, third base, second. It doesn't matter. Probably second. He wasn't going to leave shortstop. Right. And, yeah. and, he, and he admits this in this doc. Like, I would never have done that, so I don't understand why you would have done it. And I, I just, after seeing that, man, I, I flipped. Especially when mm. you should have done that based on what makes your team better. Right. He right. was a better defensive shortstop than Derek Jeter. Yeah, but yeah. were there defensive runs, you know, sacrifice that Jeets Game right, up wasn't that a, cost them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he wasn't a bad defensive shortstop. You can't quantify that. You, right. There's no, there's no. And again, I love Jeter. I'm grateful he did, but mm, I don't know. A-Rod for Number Jeter. two. I, still, that's, I feel like a rivalry, but uh, go ahead. Another one that should be so pro who you are. Uh, Clemens versus Piazza. Obviously, we're pro Clemens around here. Pro Clemens around here? Mm -hmm. What kind of human being would be pro Clemens? Like, what kind of human being <laughs> would turn on a microphone in New York City and actually say, I'm pro the juiced up hack who threw a piece of a bat at another human being. Why is he a hack? After Why you got to call names? Because he threw a bat at Mike Piazza uh, and still doesn't own up to the fact that he threw he a bat. thought it was a ball? It was a ball, my ass. <laughs> let's be real. That is, in terms of reaction from a fan base, one of the most overblown things of all Overblown? Mm -hmm. Now he listen. killed the guy by hitting a, throwing a baseball at his he head. He didn't come close to hitting him with the bat. Did he hit him in the head with a baseball? Yes, he did. Do we see people get hit in the head with baseball? Hold on, I just want to get that clear. Mm. He hit him in the head with the baseball. Yes. Okay. Did a few months later he then throw a splintered bat at the guy? Because of the reaction? Because of the bat. Now, I don't agree with his lying. He should have mm. just said, I was frustrated. I blacked out. I threw the bat. Now, I do think he was all fired up. Who knows? Roy Rage or whatever. <laughs> he didn't come close to hitting him with the bat. And Met fans melted down yeah. like he had basically, you yeah. know, mugged him. Right. Yeah, well, he basically tried to kill him. I'm pro mm. Roger forever. I don't on that. think he tried to kill him. He could have killed him. Killed him? What's could've number one? Because it shouldn't be. Go ahead. Number one. Tiki Barber versus Tom Coffin. <laughs> 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 two Giants legends both pushed each other to be greater. And let's be real. Is it truly a rivalry if two people aren't getting greater as a result? And this is my message to Tom Coughlin, who oh, I love. Huh? Go kiss ass. <laughs> my dear friend Tiki Barber sits next to me every day. And he sings your praises behind closed doors about what a great coach and how you changed him. Mm. I want you to pick up the phone and call Tiki. Whoa! I'm calling for TC to call Tiki. Good luck on that one. Because I need two of my favorite giants of all time to rekindle. <laughs> I wow. appreciate you, Sean. And what? that's my single day 5 -0. What would you say if he called you, Tiki? What's up? How you doing, coach? Sorry about the loss of your wife. That's very sweet. Right? Okay. All right. Have a conversation. <laughs> it should be a nice, friendly I'm a conversation. I'm a sensible dude. No, I, I get you. <laughs> I don't hold grudges, man. 
Yeah, listen, I live life. I, I apologize, Sean. It was a very good list. Cinco to five every day at five o'clock. And I understand Tom Tiki. I get that. Sean Avery, Martin Brother. I get all of it. Mike Piazza tried to get murdered by Roger Clemens on the <laughs> Tried to get Mur- murdered? No, no. Roger Clemens tried to murder him. <laughs> right. I phrased it incorrectly. Right. He tried to throw a splintered bat. He did not. At my- yes, he did. He, he, got- he didn't. He threw it down in the direction. Now, Piazza, by the way, Piazza was busted a little down the line. Maybe it would have hurt him. <laughs> but way, he didn't come close to hitting him. It's ridiculous. It's not even, like... It's not even what? It's... it's- you make it seem like this is an, an egregious It was egregious. Tort. Yes. Like, did he should have been brought up on charges in Supreme Court in lower Manhattan? Never thought of that, but good <laughs> idea. Clemens' excuse hurt the reality. He yes. should not have said it, thought it was a book, because that made it look worse. He picked it up, frustration, adrenaline, and winged it. He didn't try to hit my piazza. part of why... Let me go look at this again. Yeah, analyze it. Go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> By the way... see Tiki Monday? Why I think this is so number one to me is that I don't think... Like, Tom Coughlin, Tiki Barber, Sean uh, Avery, Martin Brodeur. Like, yeah, I'm sure they all don't love each other. But we had Mike Piazza on about a year and a half ago. And you could tell. Roger Clemens is scum to him. Yeah, I mean. And vice versa. Like, that's a rivalry that still exists. Like, clearly those guys don't like each other. And it's still debatable. Like, we would still argue about it. Like, we're just arguing about it right now. You think that Brodor and Avery are having Thanksgiving dinner together? Uh, you're right. They, they don't like each other. But I think, like, guys like us are still arguing about Mike versus Roger. Oh, I, I agree with that. this is one of those old debates that just doesn't go away. Actually, I could argue that out of all of these, Clemens versus Piazza is the only debate where two people could get more physical than the actual event that happened. Like, a, a tougher version of me and you in a bar could start talking about this, and it could actually end in bloodshed. Yeah, it could. <laughs> no, it could. And, and I, I've always cited this story, and it'll be in my book, My Mets Bible. My Mets Bible on sale first week of April. Who you at Pre-sales on Amazon. Pre-sales on Amazon right now. You were at this game? I was at this game. Yeah. And I scored this game. How did game. you score this play? I, I, I got to look back, but I may have yeah. written in my little notes box, Roger Clemens is a roided-up jackass. I may have. But when this occurred, now sitting in the upper deck left field at Yankee Stadium with my dad, and I'm 17 at the time. So am I a kid? Eh, sort of. Not really. I'm sort of an adult. I'm 17. When this happens, and I see Roger fling the bat to Mike, I lost my mind. I started mother bleeping at the top of my lungs at Yankee Stadium in the upper deck, Roger Clemens. You piece of bleep. Like I lost it, right? <laughs> Not one Yankee fan had a choice word for me. Hmm. Not one. Now, maybe they thought I was weird. Maybe they thought, eh, look at that 17-year-old. What's wrong with him? Hmm. Maybe it was that, or maybe it's that they knew I was right. And I think they did. Because when I sat down after my diatribe, there were a few Yankee fans who apologized. Because at that time, they didn't love Roger Clemens quite yet. They didn't. He was still like, eh, is he really our guy? And so... In that moment, I saw it. I was with them. I was surrounded by Yankee fans, and they I, knew I was right. And they knew he was an animal. And they knew he I don't was know, wrong. Man. Hold, all right, so hold on. I wasn't surrounding you because he was right. So as I like rewatch this again, that bat comes at him pretty quickly. So he swings, bat breaks, it splinters in two pieces, right? So it's not just Piazza's it's three pieces actually, because Piazza's holding the handle. Right? Still in his hand. Yep. One piece goes to Clemens's right, which looks like a sharded bat. Okay. The other piece of it is coming directly at him. It actually hits him. Okay. Right? And so I'm, I'm if I was reacting to a pitch, 
I hear contact. Something's coming at me. I would also think it was the ball. So, just, why just, are you, so why are you flinging it at the at the baseball player? Because when he it? realized that it wasn't, he was like, oh, and he just threw it down. And he didn't throw it anywhere near Mike Oh, Piazza. stop it. That's he, such crap. He, he threw didn't. right at him, dude. He, he didn't throw he, right he threw it first base. He, he threw, threw it, it in the, He threw it in the ground. I just <laughs> watched it. He threw it into the ground. To Evan. Evan. Do you believe that Roger Clemens hit Mike Piazza originally in that game over the summer in the head on purpose? I believe there was, there was a message being sent, yes. So then, at the same token, you believe that he was throwing the bat at Mike Piazza? I just said yes. Then how come he didn't drill him with it? It's a if he had the accuracy to hit him with a baseball Stop in the head. It. It's different. It's a splintered no, it's bat. He's throwing it towards the ground. He's throwing a splintered bat. You're no. comparing that to a baseball that he throws 115 times per game? Clemens how was, could you compare the two? What do you mean? If Clemens, who had great accuracy at times, now doesn't can't hit him with a bat three feet away? All right, time out, time out. I just marvel at timeout. This is like Zach Morris yeah. on Say by the Bell, so I can evaluate this whole discussion. Yeah, break the fourth wall. Timeout as I stare into the camera and to the audience. This happened 23 and a half years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> this debate seems to come up with me and others a lot. Yeah. Like almost on a yearly basis. Why? I because it's you such won't a, accept it? Well, it's not me. It's a contentious issue amongst New York fans. Yeah. There may need to be a day. Maybe it's on the podcast. Maybe it's not on afternoon drive. Where we just go through this whole thing. We can. Where we just go through everything that happened on that faithful day and the rivalry. Maybe we get Mike on. Okay. Maybe we get, uh, well, we know Roger won't come on. You know what? Roger Clemens, it was one time we were offered Roger Clemens. Uh-huh. And the reason that Joe and I didn't put him on the air is we made clear we were going to talk to him about steroids and the bath throwing. Right. And he refused to talk about steroids and he wouldn't come on. If you would have said HGH, he would have come on. Oh, that would have been the difference? Yep. <laughs> How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.